Welcome to our fifth Hakel podcast labeled Classic Take, where we will discuss a fundamental topic of Mashiach and try to become more familiar with it. The belief in Mashiach is not limited to the realm of faith alone. The belief in Mashiach, the Rambam clearly describes, has to also contain a anticipation for the arrival of Mashiach. As the Rambam writes, that whoever does not believe in Mashiach or someone who does not anticipate his coming is considered a heretic, someone who is denying the coming of Mashiach. Now, obviously, there are a number of interpretations to the Rambam's words, but it is clear from the Rambam that the belief in Mashiach is not only a belief that something in the future will happen, which remains irrelevant to me, but there is an important part of the belief in Mashiach involves the desire for Mashiach, the yearning for Mashiach, that we should really want it. This is also emphasized in the fact that the Rambam describes the desire of the sages and the prophets of the coming of Mashiach. The reason why they desired Mashiach is so that they should be able to have time, they should have no disturbances and be able to dedicate their time to learn Torah and delve in its wisdom which as Rebbe interprets it, part of the word, part of the underlying meaning of the Rambam's words is the Rambam is also telling us that there's an obligation, a halachic obligation to desire the days of Mashiach, to be in the state of nisavu, of a desire for the coming of Mashiach. Now, there are, everybody is different and everybody has different reasons why they want Mashiach. We discussed in the past why Mashiach is in need. But every person will relate to Mashiach in different ways. I want to discuss, it's a very relevant conversation, to try to understand why we should want Mashiach, what's the right reason of wanting Mashiach, and to gauge there's different, you know, everyone has his level where he's holding and serving Hashem and wanting Mashiach, and to try to understand what are the different approaches that exist within this obligation of desiring Mashiach. So in general, there's three levels to, to, to the highlight, going from a, starting from the bottom up, there are those people that the only thing that really talks to them is physical benefits. You have kids, whether they're kids in an age or people that have no developed, that, that have no developed desire for anything spiritual. And for a lot of people, the perks, the thing that gets them excited about Mashiach are the um, physical benefits that we will have when Mashiach will come. There'll be you know, as the saying goes, candy's growing on trees, although I don't know if that's exactly accurate, but as Rambam writes the words, all delicacies will be as available as the dust, and there'll be no war, no hunger, no diseases, etc., etc., etc. So all these things make us, you know, very excited about Mashiach from the perspective of our body, of our Nefesh Bahamas, of our animal soul, and there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, the Rebbe explains one of the reasons why the Torah elaborates upon all the future physical benefits of Mashiach is because most people, or many people, are not going to be excited about Mashiach just because of physical benefits, and therefore it's important to get them excited about Mashiach by discussing the physical benefits. And the Torah took that into account, so to say, and therefore elaborates upon it to try to get people excited about Mashiach. However, that is only the first phase, it's only the first step in our desire for Mashiach. Once we've gone, once we've matured a little bit, once we've developed our understanding of Mashiach a little bit more, 
we should not, we should try to gain an appreciation for the spiritual benefits of Mashiach. We'll be able to learn Taita, we'll be able to fulfill mitzvahs without any persecution. We'll be able, everyone has, you know, hopes, dreams. One day they'll learn this, they'll do that, they'll be able to daven properly, they'll be able to become a better person in many ways, whatever particular direction they want to take. But everyone has this desire to, you know, be accomplished spiritually somehow. And when Mashiach will come, we'll be able to do that. So after getting excited, after the initial stage, which is relevant for kids or people that don't have such developed understanding or interest in spiritual matters, once we, after that, after we've gone beyond that stage and we're we're able to appreciate something more spiritual, so we should focus on desiring Mashiach for the spiritual benefits as well. We should try to learn about that and understand that. Now, the second stage of desiring Mashiach, is, which is really the stage which most people will fit in, is that we're desiring Mashiach for both, for both types of benefits, for physical and spiritual. Most people are not on a level that they're only going to desire Mashiach exclusively for the spiritual benefits. They're not going to desire Mashiach for the physical benefits. That's not, uh, so to say, the mainstream approach where most people are holding today. But this, this approach of desiring the physical, physical together with the spiritual is something which is relevant to a lot of people. It's not something which is, you know, in the sky, which is, you know, uh, unreachable. Most Jews, they have a desire to grow spiritually, but physica- physical needs are very important to them, so they could desire Mashiach for both. And that's the second level of desiring Mashiach. The ultimate level of desiring Mashiach is what the Rambam describes was a desire of the Chachamim and the Nevi'im, the sages and the prophets. They only desired Mashiach for the spiritual benefits, that they should be able to dedicate themselves to learning Torah and its wisdom. And the way, as it's understood from the Rambam's own words, this is the level of sages, of prophets. It's not the level of regular common people. And if you look closely at the Rambam, the Rebbe actually highlights that the Rambam speaks in two places about the desire of the Jewish people for Mashiach. One is in Hilchas Tshuva, Perek Test, Laws of Tshuva, and one is in Hilchas Mlochem, at the end of a Sefer. In Hilchas Tshuva, the Rambam uses the words, the Rambam describes the physical benefits that we will have when Mashiach will come, which, as the Rambam explains, are not an end in of themselves, they're rather a means to an end. And the Rambam says, kol Yisrael. Because of this, all the Jewish people, their prophets and their wise men, desired Mashiach in order that they should be able to learn Torah, do mitzvahs, they shouldn't be bothered by the persecution of other nations, and so on and so forth. In that segment, the Rambam does not write, the Rambam is not speaking about a desire for Mashiach which is centered exclusively on spiritual things. The Rambam just finished speaking about the physical benefits of Mashiach, how they will help us do our spirit, our spiritual needs, learn Torah and do mitzvahs. And Rambam is describing the Jewish people desire the physical benefits because it will, to get, we will be able to learn Torah and mitzvahs properly, which means we're talking here about a the middle level, where a person is not just interested in spiritual things, he knows about the physical benefits of Mashiach, but he's together with that and not only together with it, but he also it's also a deeper understanding of the purpose of the physical benefits. He understands that this is all 
to, goes together with spiritual growth and development, which we will have when Mashiach will come. However, in Hilchas Malachim, and the laws of Malachim, the, towards the end of his Sefer, the second to last Allah in his book, there the Ramam uses the terms, Loinis Avu that they solely desired Mashiach exclusively just in order that they should be they should be free to learn Taira and do its wisdom. Dear Dramam is talking about a higher level. It's not just that you want spirit, physical benefits to help you with the spiritual, you want both together, but you're only focusing on the spiritual. The physical benefit in of themselves has no meaning to you. This is already something which is relevant only as Rambam explains to the Chachamim and the Nevi'im, the wise, the sages and prophets. That is why in that halacha, Rambam doesn't use the words Kol Yisrael, the desire of all the Jewish people. Whereas in the laws of Tshuva, where there the Rambam is not discussing a desire which is centered only on spiritual things, a desire which is centered on spiritual things, but it's not negating desiring physical things as well. There the Rambam uses the term that this is something that all the Jewish people desired Mashiach for. But what we learn from all the above is that for each person there is something what desire, that, 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 why you should desire Mashiach. People that are only affected by physical benefits, okay, speak to them about the physical benefits of Mashiach. But we should not stop by there, we should try to get more. We should try to focus on the spiritual benefits of Mashiach as well. The ultimate level we, it's only to focus on the spiritual levels of the spiritual benefits of Mashiach exclusively. Now, the Rebbe says an interesting thing. The Rebbe says that Rambam writes that the Chachamim and the Nevi'im, the sages and the prophets, were at that level. If someone dedicates himself to Torah study, he will reach that level of a Chacham, of a, of a sage, that he will become so one with Torah that the only thing that will be important to him will be the fact that when Mashiach comes, he'll be able to sit and learn Torah. So each person could really achieve the status of a sage, this, this ultimate higher third level of desiring Mashiach is not something which is, you know, only relates to a few people. It's, you know, if you want to, everybody has the ability to become a sage, to really delve into Taita in the sense where it becomes one with Taita. But again, but most people, there is, you know, as I mentioned before, there's a little bit, they still desire the physical but together with that, we should also focus on the spiritual. There's another place where the Rebbe explains a bit of a more zeros in a little bit on the perspective of desiring Mashiach. The Rebbe says that for a Jew, his ability to serve Hashem is the reason why he's here. That's his whole existence. We the famous teaching of our sages, the end of Mesech the Kiddushin, Ani nevresi I was only created to serve Hashem. And for a Jew, as long as he's not able to fulfill his mission to serve Hashem properly, it's not that he's just missing a benefit, he's missing that, he's missing that. He's lacking something, not just something, he's lacking the most fundamental part of him. He's lacking who he really is, the fact that he's able to serve Hashem. He's in exile, we're limited how much we could achieve. And we're limited based on Torah. There's many mitzvahs we just can't do, and there's a certain amount of serving Hashem which we're not able to do in the circumstances that we are in. And therefore, the desire for Mashiach is something which is not just, you know, something additional which we want, but it's a lack, and it's not just a, a, a small lack, but inherently, if a person really understands and learns about Mashiach and internalizes what Mashiach is and what Mashiach means to him, he will realize that he's lacking the most essential part of himself, the most essential need, which is to serve Hashem, to connect to Hashem. That is something which we're missing. 
because we're in exile. So, so the coming of Mashiach is the biggest lack. That everyone's focused on the words, the slogan, we want Mashiach now. And the Rebbe said, in English, there's a number of words you could use. You could say, for example, we wish that Mashiach will come now. You could use the word wish. What is unique about the word want? And the Rebbe said that in English, the word want comes from the word wanting, which means that a person feels a lack. When a person wishes something, you wish you're going to get a present for your birthday, it doesn't necessarily mean you're lacking it. You just wish you had something extra. It might be something very exciting, but it's not something that you're lacking. When you say we want Mashiach now means that we're lacking something. So this is a deeper understanding of Mashiach. A person realizes not just he wants Mashiach because he could have this, he could have that, but he's lacking something. And what is he lacking? He's lacking himself. Someone's explained to me that, you know, you could have a person that's very successful, whatever it is, but he has no fulfillment in life because he's not realizing who he is. You know, he's not just somebody that has a lot of money. He's a big businessman. There's something he's meant to give to the world, and as long as he's not doing it, he's not just missing another aspect of his life, he's missing the most fundamental, basic element of why he's here in this world, and he's really lacking who he really is. He doesn't even know what he has, what he, he's able to accomplish, what he could achieve. Many people, they have dreams, they have things, and they're, they're, they're hindered, they're bogged down from being able to express what they really want to do, what they really want to achieve, because we're in Golis. So, the need for Mashiach is the need of our essence. Now, this is all something which relates to the person himself, physical benefit, spiritual benefit, even the fact that a person wants the benefit of being able to serve Hashem, the most essential need, but there's a lack which focuses on the person himself. Then there's more deeper levels of Mashiach, which you're probably very familiar with, but these other levels of desiring Mashiach is where a person is transcending himself. He's not thinking about his benefit he will get. He's rather thinking about that Hashem needs Mashiach, the world needs Mashiach, and so on and so forth. So, beside, so beyond desiring Mashiach for our own physical benefits or spiritual benefits, a lot of Svarim discuss this concept very strongly is the idea of desiring Mashiach because Hashem is in exile. And obviously this is something which, you know, a person has to re- develop a sensitivity to. It's not something that, you know, comes so natural to us. But the end of the day is, godliness is in exile. The real source of our physical exile is because godliness is in exile. Hashem is in exile. Hashem is in exile from many different angles of understanding this in a very basic level. It's, you know, we always look at it, the day Bishop puts us in exile and he's punishing us. And But the end of the day is, the truth is, as is explained in Svarim, Debesha suffers together with us. And perhaps he feels our suffering more than we do. So the Debesha himself, so to say, is in exile, whatever that means. I mean, it's hard for us to understand what that necessarily means, but that's the bottom line. The Pasuk says, Bechot Sarasim Sar. The Debesha experiences our pain, and as long as we are suffering, it affects him as well. He's together with us. He's not sitting up there in his palace, as Rebbe once said, like they're sitting in his palace and you know he's thinking about us. He's with us in exile. He himself is in exile. And also, as you know, uh, you know, another pers- another aspect of it is the idea of Chilal Hashem. Hashem's name is desecrated. The fact that the Jewish people are in exile is something which is not just something we're being defiled. 
we're being embarrassed. Abishter's name, the nations are mocking Abishter. It's a chilol Hashem. It's a defilement of Hashem's name. Hashem is in exile. And then obviously we learn Kabbal and Hasidus and we focus on the deeper meaning of Golos HaShchina, godly energies and is in exile and klipa and so on and so forth. So this is already where a person doesn't want Mashiach for himself, but because he wants Mashiach for Hashem. And then if we put it in the terms of Chassidus, you know, the Rebbe spoke about the Sanvata Tetzava, that the ultimate desire of a Jew for Mashiach is not because he's missing a physical act, a spiritual act, the ultimate desire of a Jew for Mashiach, he wants it should be a revelation of godliness in this world. He wants it should be a Achtoinim. And this is obviously something he is lacking. The person, the Jew himself, as the Rebbe there discusses, causes Lamur, the fact that godliness is not revealed, crushes the essence of a Jew. A Jew naturally needs to feel godliness. When he's stuck, he cannot feel that. It bothers him to his core. And this is the, the ultimate expression of the desire for Mashiach, is where a person doesn't want Mashiach for his own, he forgets about himself. It's not his pain, his suffering. He wants Mashiach because of the collective need that the world has, the Abishar has. The whole purpose of creation is Mashiach. And as long as the world doesn't have that, it realizes it's not just that the world is missing, you know, another detail, but this is something that the world is missing a you know inheriting the, the most fundamental thing. It's very core. The world is is hate is is in chaos without this revelation. The world is not the way it's supposed to be. And this you know, this this is the, 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 the ultimate desire of a Jew for Mashiach. The truth is that when we discuss the desire for Mashiach, this is something which sometimes gets uh, a little tricky because, you know, we could all get excited about Mashiach, but sometimes it's hard for us to really have, really feel the need for Mashiach, particularly to transcend our own personal um, lack, things that we lack. We all want Mashiach maybe to fix our problems, we don't necessarily you know, look at Mashiach. We don't necessarily care about what's going on in the world at large and so on and so forth. I just want to finish off by sharing two points. First of all, to say that a person doesn't want Mashiach is not true at all. If you look closely, we will see that everyone wants Mashiach. And I'll explain to you very simply. When we see a tragedy taking place, it bothers us. Why does it bother us? It bothers us because we believe that this should not happen. When all of a sudden a tragedy strikes, we say, oh, we need Mashiach. It's not a fake thing. It's a very real thing. It's at that point that it surfaces to our, from our subconsciousness. It surfaces the understanding, the recognition that the world is not the way it should be. There's something fundamentally lacking. When we hear about, and even if somebody is not religious, somebody, but he's bothered when he hears about negative things happening in the world. What bothers you? What bothers you is because deep down you have this belief, you have this vision, you want the world to be perfect. Okay, during the day you're busy with your own thing, but when something hits you in your face, when you see there's something that you feel is not right taking place in the world, it really bothers you. Why? Because you care. You want the world to be a perfect world. The only thing is we sometimes don't associate our desire for the world to be a perfect world with Mashiach. We think we're bothered because this is the second thing, the third thing. It's not different details. It's, there's something inherent desire that a Jew has that he's not happy with the way the world is. Moreover, you had many people that gave their life away in order to make the world a better place. Take communism, for example. Many people fought and they believed this will save the world. You know, we're not discussing the, the pros or cons of the movement. But we're discussing the human phenomenon of people 
that sacrificed their lives and everything that they had because they had this vision of saving the world, what they thought would save the world. Obviously, it didn't save the world because the only thing that will really save the world is Mashiach. Well, it's a very natural thing, I would say, it runs very deep in people if we are able to identify it, this desire to change the world in a positive way. If we identify that desire as a desire for Mashiach, if we are able to label it correctly, we will realize that we're not so far away from desiring Mashiach. We just have to put things into perspective and realize how the world will change for the better and what will make the world be our vision of the ideal world is Mashiach. Then, the last thing I want to conclude with is a very interesting Sikh of the Rebbe. Sikh of the Rebbe was Shabbos Pasha's Ekev, Tavshinit Gimel. The Rebbe spoke a lot about the belief in Mashiach. And the Rebbe discussed then the saying, saying of our teaching of our sages that Mashiach will only come Behesach Das. Behesach Das literally means when our attention is diverted, we're not focusing on it with our, with our Das. And the Rebbe gave a very interesting explanation. The Rebbe said the word Das, Hasidus explains the word Das means connection. Every person has a certain Das, every person has connected to something. You care about this, you care about that. The Rebbe said every person wants Mashiach because of something that he cares about, whether it's physical, spiritual, he's connected to something, he has a certain awareness, a recognition of a certain lack, deficiency that he has, and that's why he wants Mashiach. Wanting Mashiach behesach adas, which literally you could interpret as diverting your attention, means you shouldn't want Mashiach because of the things you're lacking. Why should you want Mashiach? You should want Mashiach because the Ebesh's kavona, the Ebesh's desire to make a dirabetach doinim has to be fulfilled. So that is, if a person has that desire just for Mashiach's sake, that will bring Mashiach. So the Rebbe then said, but seemingly that's very difficult. How could a person forget about himself? completely transcend his own feelings of lack and deficiencies, whether they're physical or spiritual. So the Rebbe said then that it's true, it's very difficult, maybe it's not something we could achieve fully. But the Rebbe said then, the famous teaching of the Alter Rebbe, that asked the Alter Rebbe, he's talking, teaching Chassidus, he's talking about such lofty levels in Avedas Hashem, such lofty levels of spiritual achievement when people are not really able to live that way. At least a lot of people hearing Chassidus are not able to internalize it and just change their life that way. So the Al-Trebbe said that the Pasuk says, when Mashiach will come, Hashem will take away the heart of stone. It doesn't say it will take away the mind of stone. The Al-Trebbe explained what that means is our preparation in the times of exile is to put godliness in our mind. If it doesn't affect us, that Mashiach will take care of. He will take away our heart of stone, that it should come down into our emotion. But we have to start by bringing it into our understanding. And the Rebbe said the same thing regarding Mashiach. Even if a person can't fully focus on wanting Mashiach just for the sake of the world becoming a dirabetachtoinim, just for the reason that Hashem should have Mashiach, Hashem's, Hashem's desire for creation should be fulfilled, the purpose of creation should be fulfilled. Nevertheless, if we try as much as we can, trying to understand this point, internalize it, even if it won't fully filter down to our hearts, Hashem will consider it as if we did. Hashem will already do the rest, and Hashem will consider it as if we're desiring Mashiach just for the sake of, of what, why we really need Mashiach to make a dira betachtoinim, and Hashem will bring Mashiach. So we should help, Hashem should help, we should all internalize, genuinely desire Mashiach, anticipate Mashiach, and our anticipation of Mashiach should tr- truly transform our lives, transform the world and bring Mashiach now. 
Classic Take is produced by Tudalt's Podcast Productions, producers of The Daily Boost, The Weekly Fabrengen, Power Fabrengen, and Mashiach Mindset Audio, available on all podcast platforms.